and gentlemen, welcome to the Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat. Yes, even though I can't hear it, I know exactly what you just did because of the buttons, my friend. Welcome. We are so glad to have you guys here tonight um, at Chatham Tap Fishers. My friend, it has been, I, I was waiting as I was driving here, I was waiting to see if like animals were lined up two by two. You know, <laughs> I just, uh, it has been a rainy couple days, uh, but I've been good. How about you? you I I, I brought my uh, my my big arc as well. Uh, Stop bragging. Got Stop bragging. Br brought, just... brought, brought, the, brought the van up to, to make it easy to carry things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Definitely inclement weather. That's why I didn't know if you were here or not. Right. I was like, wait, where's where's the car? Where's the car? Yeah, we're having some inclement weather here uh, in the Midwest, folks. Uh, so hopefully you are safe, have not been too terribly impacted by uh, the, you know, the storms, the tornadoes. It has been bad. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, take care of yourselves, look after yourselves. Maybe... Um, Make, get get to the get to the store if you can. Get that backup generator going. There was a lot of power outages in my area. Oh man, uh, yeah, a, as well. So, um, but yeah, welcome, welcome to Lahat. Our melodious tones oh, are lovely. just coming across, my friend. Fantastic, fantastic. It's always it's always good to verify that we're actually you know broadcasting rather than you know eight and a half minutes of dead minutes, air, which we, which just happened. <laughs> it happened does before. happen from from time to time. Uh, but uh, Evan, um, yes. I, I think there's really only one oh, man. place to start oh, right man. now, and really, it is yeah. Chelsea till I die, till I die. and and uh, unfortunately, that's probably how. <laughs> A lot of people have been feeling uh, lately. Oh, um, man, so much to unpack. So do you want to start with Graham Potter? Do you want to start with the Chelsea-Liverpool match? Where do you want to go from here? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's start with Graham Potter. Okay. Let's start with Potter. I mean, you know, the obvious thing is is that I have been, um, you know, a, a proponent of trying to get away from, you know, the uh, Abramovichian way of Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Um that uh, is is by the wayside now. <laughs> I mean, we sure. you know it, it, we've sacked a manager six months into his tenure. Now, that said, um, uh, there were times during this season that I really wanted to believe that Potter was, you know, he was working his magic. He was doing the Brighton and Hove mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. the thing, um, you know. But it, it just it just wasn't working. It just didn't seem like he had. Uh, and I keep talking about Eric Ten Hag. I keep talking mm -hmm. about the job that he has done, and the way that he has stuck with his guns. It just seems like, it seems like Potter was trying so much, so many different things, so many different alignments that when he'd find something that actually worked, usually as a manager you'd want to stick with it. Mm -hmm. But I think, and this is just what I think, but I want to hear from you. I think the pressure of having so many star position players now that could be three star four star five whatever but star position players got to him the pressure got to him that he was like i've got to give these guys time we've paid so much money for these guys so i've got to get them in instead of finding a you know a lineup that just mm -hmm. works mm -hmm. i think he felt the pressure of having to get all those guys in and get their playing time get their minutes up and it just, it was discombobulated. He didn't have the strength, I think, to stand up to a Todd Bowley and say, hey, look, you know, this is like Novocaine. Give it time to work. Yeah. And I think that spelled his doom, man. Um, I, I have an opinion 
on, on this. Yeah. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts first. Was Graham Potter the problem at Chelsea no. or just a problem? Yeah, no, at no, 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 no. He's just okay. he's just a problem. He was yeah. it was like uh, if you're you know, your check engine light on your car comes on and um, you know, you take it to AutoZone, they're like, Well, you need a new alternator, water pump, and you need to replace your wipers. Mm-hmm. We replaced the wipers. Yeah. Like, like I, I think that, you know, Graham Potter is a problem, but the problem is, and, and I know we've talked about this before, but the problem is Todd Bowley has not developed, in my opinion, uh, an EPL mindset. Mm-hmm. He is still very much an American sports mindset where you buy, 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 you get those, you know. Like in sync. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Where you buy all these players and you expect them just to just to play, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Hey, let's get Jordan. Let's get Magic. Let's get you know, and the Dream Team. Let's get the Dream Team together, and they'll just run roughshod over everyone. Doesn't work that way. Anymore. Right. Doesn't work that way. Right. Um, so today we got a bit of news about Frank Lampard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, they, they they showed him a few times in the stand yesterday during that. Um, well, I don't even know if I can call it a soccer match between Chelsea no, and Liverpool. No, that, that was that was an under eight. Both teams like, should Saturday should, morning match. Both teams look scared. Oh. Both teams look really, really scared horrible. to actually extend themselves. But for, you know, Lamps was in the crowd. Uh, news today says that he's considering, uh, or that he's being considered uh, for the interim manager. Is is this a good move? Okay, okay. I, if anybody knows me, you know me as far as like my thoughts about about Frank. Mm-hmm. I, I love Frank. Frank is one of my favorite all-time players. Um, I think that they pulled the plug on him too early when he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I say that because I'm like, he had nothing at Everton, and he kept them from relegation last year, mm-hmm. was able to you know hype them up. I think that this would be a good move, and here's why. Doesn't necessarily mean that Frank is going to be the new permanent manager, but I think it gives Chelsea fans something to hang their hat on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Frank, Frank, John Terry, Didier Drogba. The I mean, you know, those guys. There, there's a standard there that mm-hmm. they played with, and that's the Chelsea standard. You know, Peter Cech. Um, you know, those guys. There's a standard, mm-hmm. and so. I think because Lamps knows that standard, he's going to expect them to play up to that to the mm-hmm. best of their ability. And I think that he's also going to appeal to the crowd uh, to keep people motivated to still give everything they have to support Chelsea. So I think it's a I think it's a smart move. It doesn't mean that he's going to be the permanent one, but I think it's a smart move, man. I really do. I, I have mixed feelings on it because you know we were having this discussion yesterday, and and my thinking is that. An interim manager is what's needed right now. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't appoint a, a new permanent nope. manager right now nope. because in in my thinking, something that contributed to Graham Potter's downfall uh, is, is how many first-team players he's trying to look after oh while you know trying to mold this, this team into his image, what he wants. Yeah. And for all the reasons you said, you know, maybe he's not a big enough personality. But when you've got 35 guys to look oh after, gosh. You're, you're never going to be able to coach them. Um, and 
it's it's just it's too much. How do you whittle that down? And I, I think Lampard will probably give a bump, right? Yes. Uh, he, yes. He, he's a wonderful, lifelong club servant. Uh, he, he knows exactly what's needed, what's, what's desired here. And I would imagine he's probably having some good conversations with Todd Bowley. My concern is Frank Lampard wants to be a top-level manager. That's very clear. Yeah. And, and yeah. he, you know, in, a, in another world, in a sliding doors world, he's never fired from Chelsea. And maybe Chelsea's not in the position they're in right yeah. now. Now, now, no one could have foreseen, you know, the Russia Russian, invading yes, the yes. Ukraine yes. and Abramovich having to leave and all that. That that was always going to be, um, you know, this unknown, yeah. you know, this this intangible. But is is Frank going to get a shot at it? You know, if if he kind of writes the ship, gets you to maybe seventh or eighth place, maybe gets you a, a Europa spot, mm. something mm. like that. Uh, well, it's doable. Yeah. Um, is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I, I, I think the other issue is again, the next manager has got to figure out how to trim this squad down. You, oh, you've yeah. got 35 first team players. Yeah. You have another what 20 some guys on out on loan yep. so you, you have over 50 senior players right that's unsustainable it's unsustainable for anybody I don't care how good the manager is sir Alex wouldn't have done a good job with that so the next guy has to come in and say here's the 15 guys that I believe we can build this team around and and they exist you, you've got oh, you've got you've got Enzo you've got Koulibaly you've got yes. Maria Schiele you've got uh, I, I don't know if Mudrik is, is a long-term solution. is coming around. But Fofana is looking good. There are players. But there's some guys that are, are, are collecting dust. Sure. You know, uh, Dave's oh, got to yeah. go. Dave's got to go. Oh, he's got to go. I, I think Kukurea is just not quite good enough. Yeah. Um, ben Chilwell is iffy. Now, if he's somebody that can be... He knows how I feel about Ben Chilwell, which is why he's... <laughs> I'm, well, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think Ben Chilwell's a, a nice player. I think he has a ceiling. Oh, uh, absolutely. And absolutely. I'm not sure... You know, Chelsea wants to be a top-four club. Of course, yes. So, when you know, when I'm looking at when I'm looking at Manchester United and, and, and Ten Hag is, is building, I'm still looking at this club, and I say, okay, there's a lot of good bones here. Yeah. Can we win... A Premier League title with Aaron Juan Bissaka and Diogo Delote as our right back options. I'm not so sure. Okay. Okay. And that's what I'm saying is Ben Chilwell might be somebody's good backup or when you want to switch things up a little bit, yeah. play some yeah. different formations, he's a good yeah. option. I don't know that you can win a title with Ben Chilwell playing 30 some games for you at left back. Well, here's here's my and, and that's the yeah, that's yeah. what the next manager has to decide. This is Gotta on me, that. but the next manager has to come in and say, right. you know what, Ingolo, you've been great, man. Really appreciate oh, you, man. But you're you're you got more miles on you than a rental car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. and it's gonna take a manager with some real vision. Yeah. And balls. Yeah. To say. This is the squad I want. Right. And Todd Bowley's got to be convinced to go along with that. Mm -hmm. I, I like Frank Lampard. I don't know if it is Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, go, going back to that, um, oh, man. The, and once again, I, I think it goes back to the discussion that we have. Guys, believe it or not, we do talk you know, outside of the show every once in a while. Um, 
I think it was a discussion we were having the other day about those, you know, prime players and your position role players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ben Chilwell is a position role player extraordinaire. I, I agree with you. He doesn't need to necessarily start all 30 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe come in and mix things up. He is but, but he can be very, very important. Yes. Um, out of the two, obviously, you know, uh, Reese James has a higher ceiling than, than he oh, does. I love Reese. Um, Reese James is good. But you're right. There are players that need to go. I, I do agree with you. Kukurea needs to probably go. Um, you know, where's Broya? Where's uh, Broja? Broya. Where's he at? Um, you know, is he hurt? Who knows? Uh, you, I, I'm going to say it. If I'm Christian Pulisic, I'm like, either play me, dude, or trade me. I mean, yeah. I, I love the fact that he's on Chelsea, but I don't want him on Chelsea sitting there collecting dust. Let the guy play. The problem is, it seems like he can't play multiple games in the Premier League in a row. I, 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 I love Christian. I yeah. think he's one of the best players uh, we've turned out for the United States men's national team. This may not be the best place for him. And I don't mean Chelsea. I mean the Premier League. I'm not saying if he, Are, oh, oh, just come to Manchester United. I'm saying I think he looked real good at, at Dortmund yeah. because that league allows you to play a little bit more. Are you so? Are you talking like fitness-wise? Is that uh, I don't think durability. Durability. Okay. I, fitness. Okay. I, I, uh, the guy's got an engine. Okay. He will. He will run people into the ground. Okay. I, I have no question about his heart, and his desire, and his ability. Yeah. I question whether or not, and this is true for a lot of people, as you find out, that they just aren't built for the Premier League mm. because it's so physical, it's so fast, and yeah. it's so demanding. Do you have your questions about Tyler Adams? I do, I I I I, I really do. I, yeah. I, I I look at him and I say, great engine, yeah. works hard, got a lot of game. What Leeds asks of you, especially in the Premier League, yeah, maybe a bridge too far. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, as far as Chelsea's concerned, you know, my my guys, I talked to you, I talked to you about this also, and I'll end with this. Um, I really think that, thank you. I really think that um, Koulibaly and Fofana need to absolutely be the backbone of our defensive unit it, of, our, mm. of our of our backfield. Uh, you know, it, they they have to be. They have to be. They are starting to play so well, and. That that match was so hard to watch, but there were times where both Fofana, Koulibaly were brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Liverpool had chances too. We had the majority of chances; we just couldn't convert. But um, Liverpool had chances too, and if it had not been for Fofana and Koulibaly, we very well could have lo- lost that match mm-hmm. by multiple goals. Um, Keppa is starting to Keppa a little bit. I mean, he's, you know, he's starting to do his thing. Um, there hasn't been this major big time blowout loss that, you know, for the past couple of months where it's been like, okay, Keppa sucks. Stop, 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 stop. But I'm just saying that our, our defense is looking better. But I don't care how good of a defense you have if you can't score goals. 
Absolutely. It, it, you know, it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing to, to that pretty good defense. And so that's all I have to say about it. It was, it was, a, it was a not fun match to watch. Um, it was just not good at all. So in our next fixtures that we have coming up, it, it doesn't get easy, Blues fans. It does not get easier from this point until the end of the season. Um, we've got the next. Uh, wow. Wow. So the, the remainder of April oh, is God. Wolves away. Real Madrid away. Oh. Brighton at home. Oh, my God. Real Madrid in the return leg, Brentford, and then Arsenal away. None of those are, well, really all of those games are, are banana peels. The, on, you look at banana it, peels. W- w- Wolves We're is the banana peels for them. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I mean, that's what it is. If Sadly, we yes. come out of those, if, it, if we come out of that five game or six six match run, if we come out of that with five points. I would be so happy. I would be ecstatic if we came out of that with five points. If we can beat Wolves and we can tie with Brighton and Brentford, because I'm sorry, I am a loyal Chelsea fan. Real's going to get in that ass. They, they, they are. They are. They just are. And then we go to Arsenal. Did you see what they did to Barcelona uh, today? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, today? No, I didn't. Yes. What, were they Barcelona? Barcelona. It was four to one. Karim Benzema had <sighs> another hat trick. That's six goals in his last two games. Yeah. See, so so like I said, five it's points. Not out a of this bear next... you want to be poking. Right I know. Now. <laughs> I know. I know. If we can, if we can get five points out of this next six match run, I will be. I, I will be elated, elated, because then we don't have to keep. And I'm not saying that I'm looking at the relegation zone. Mm. I know that's even hard for me to say, but it would keep me from looking at the relegation zone. We are closer to the points wise. We are closer to the bottom than we are to the top, top uh, to Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, on the upside, you're in you're no danger, really, of being relegated. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. Uh, yes, I and, know. And, and I don't even think you would get, find yourselves in a fight. What could happen, though, is, um, you know, you finish outside the top ten, suddenly any new recruitment becomes very, very difficult. Oh, it's yeah. going to be difficult without Champions League football yeah. and, and all that anyway. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there, there's two ways to go here. Frank could either say we are absolutely going for it against Real Madrid, and, and if we can win this competition by some miracle, yeah. that keeps us there and that makes recruitment that much easier. Yep. Uh, or he puts out a really, really weak squad and says, let's get out of this competition as soon as possible, um, well, which may happen either way, but you yeah. don't, you don't want to be, you know, burning through legs when you actually need guys for the business oh end of the gosh. season. Too. Yes. Now, and on top of that, the irony of having all of these players and yet you really don't have a lot to choose from at times. Yeah. No. So no. because you don't know, you just, you just don't know because once again, like I said, Potter has had to cobble together things every week, and it's like never, ever stuck with stuff. 
So, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's our lukewarm take on uh, <laughs> on Chelsea. Anyway, and that brings us to I might as well go ahead and do it. It's yeah. twenty after uh, a yeah. little, yeah. little bit halftime. So, as ever, want to give a big shout out uh, to our bartenders, our servers, everybody here at Chatham Tap Fishers. Love and thank them for uh, allowing us to broadcast from here. Yes, taking care of us, making sure we have our lovely halftime shots. Uh, so, big shout out to them. And as you can see from the crawl, uh, Saturday will be open at uh, 9.30 with the breakfast. There you go. And then Sunday, uh, open at 10, 11. 11. Uh, with, with obviously no breakfast, but the new seasonal menu, I really recommend oh, it. I've already had a couple things. Uh, I, I can personally recommend the chicken Caesar wrap and the chili cheese dog is good, but the chick parm. The chick parm. chicken parm, you are so good. So, lovely, lovely stuff. Get your yes. butts in here this weekend. Uh, watch some football. Um, it, we are, you know, it, it's baseball season now, if that's hey. your thing. Hey. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we're, we're in a little bit of a doldrums here. We, we're, we're right at the end of the NBA season. Um, we do have an interesting matchup tonight. So... Russell Westbrook left the L.A. Lakers and then went to the L.A. Clippers. Oh, Lakers and, I believe, and Clippers tonight? I believe they have the exact same records going into the final game tonight. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. God. Somebody can maybe fact check me on that if they need to. Wow. Uh, I won't respond. Um, <laughs> but either way, probably going to be a good game. And uh, between the two of those guys, I think LeBron is going to stomp him. But it okay. is what it is. There so, you go. Anyway, folks, uh, shout out to our uh, peeps here at Chatham Tap. Shout out to you. Slanty. Slanty. That's more than a shot. There's a lot more in a shot, Woo. so we're going to do it in two. Um, yeah, hit that. Pardon me. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we switch over to Manchester United, and after what can only be just Really pure disappointment at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was difficult to watch from the standpoint that um, one they just did not match Newcastle's intensity. But uh, secondly, yeah. it was the first time I really felt like Ten Hag got a couple things wrong. I have questions. Okay. My first question is: Did you sense? Did you sense an air of the Liverpool match because? Even though it was it was two nil, there were moments where I like looked at Bruno and I looked at you know Delote and, and and I saw in their faces the same kind of look mm -hmm. that I saw in that Liverpool match. Do, is this a team that uh, is this a team that has to pump each other up to believe that they can come back? And if they don't do that, then they literally just shut down because. Guys, it, it was only 2-0. Mm -hmm. And like we've said before, United's that team that if you get up 1-0 on them, they're usually like, oh, okay, well, time to wake up. Yeah. You know, let's score two or three goals and let's get out of here, you know, winners. What What is that? I don't I don't think so to, to that particular okay. point. I, I don't. Um and I, I'm not in any way going to make excuses. Newcastle were hands down 
they're playing great. The better team on, on, on the day. But even coming off an international break and a few guys not having to, to you know, play and, and things of that nature, they look tired. They look, they look, uh, they, yes. they, they, they look yes. physically and mentally a bit worn down. Yep. Um, and Newcastle took advantage of that. They, 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 they played fantastic. I also think you had a situation where McTominay and Sabitzer don't really have a relationship. They, you know, they, if you look at who they've played alongside, when they've played alongside, I think you had two guys who weren't really fully sure exactly what their role was on the day. And I think you just had some poor performances that were, you know, brought on by Newcastle's pressure yeah, yeah. and a variety of other things. I, no one really stood out. Um, you know, De Gea made some nice saves, or it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, but we really never threatened uh, Newcastle's goal a whole lot. And, you know, you could see at the end of the game, guys were frustrated with each other, but I think that's a good thing. I think you had a lot of good passion. Uh, they had a, you know, they had a no management behind closed doors meeting, yep. Yep. Um, which again, you want to see, you want to see the players taking care of it. And I think today we got a good response. Yes. It would have been really, really nice to get a second or a third goal and, and really establish dominance. But I think that's what you run into when you are still trying to build the squad. You're sure. trying to build this team up. And and also you're playing Brentford. I mean, they're, they're not a pushover they, anymore. They don't they're suck. Um, and, and, you know, we, we United had, you know, tons of possession um, and and more opportunities. It could have been more. I think this time next year, that's a three or four nothing win for United. Yeah. Where they really pour it on them. Yeah. Um, but today the result was what mattered. Um, it came off a poor performance and a poor result the weekend. Today they needed to come back, and I think for the most part they did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you hit it on the head. Brentford's not trash. They, nope. they they deserve to be where they are, and they understand how to play without the ball and try to hit you on the break. And and that was clearly their game plan. They had one yep. or two chances and didn't take the most of it. Um, you know, Everton at the weekend is going to be interesting because they had their big comeback against uh, Spurs uh, just on Monday. So really, it could go any direction at this point. I have a feeling they're going to push on. Um, the real test is going to be Sevilla next week uh, in, in, in the Europa because that's a team that understands how to play in these cup competitions. Yeah, yeah. And Ten Hag is really going to have to get it right. But the upside is Casemiro will be back. Um, he'll be able to choose from largely his first-choice lineup. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Fred came on today and did not look good after everybody said, why didn't Fred play at the weekend? And I think, well, sometimes that's why. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the table right now. Mm -hmm. and this is my second question I have for you. So uh, today, obviously, that's a that's a big boost. I mean, it is. Yes. Two, two nil, three nil. Yes, it would have been better. But they won. Three points is three points. Right now, Man U sits fourth mm -hmm. in the table. They are 19 points behind Arsenal. Um, this is... For all intents and purposes, unless they have a monumental meltdown, which would make both of us be, like, just happy. And, uh, you know, it, Arsenal, kind of <laughs> Arsenal's the thing. Um, unless they have a big breakdown. Do you need another beverage, sir? Oh, please. Por favor. Gracias. Uh, um, service is wonderful It's just wonderful. I'm looking at this, and I think the only people that can challenge for your Champions League spot 
is going to be Tottenham, who's three points behind. Brighton. I believe we have a game in hand on them, though, don't we? Uh, you do have a game in hand. Brighton has a game in hand on you, and they are seven points back. Villa is nine points. I, I don't see you dropping nine points the, to Villa's positive nine. I just don't, I don't see that. Right. Um, so I'm just going to say from sixth to fourth, that's going to be the race for yeah. the Champions League. So mm -hmm. here's my question. Given, thank you so much, given everything that has happened, does Ten Hag go kind of conservative in, you know, the other cups and save, like you said, save the legs for making the fourth position at least? No, no. I, I Or do I, you just go for as many cups I, as you can I, and risk those guys? Once again, it's, it's a concern. It's a concern. They're, they're, it's not their fitness. It's their durability. Yeah. How tired are they getting? Do they need rest? Do you rest them for those cup games so that they can play and continue moving up the table? Or do you risk it? Go for it, yeah, and just yeah. Do the I, thing. I I I don't see anything about Ten Hag and the way he's gotten us to this point in the season that says I'm going to left my foot off the pedal. Uh, he's going to whip the horse's eyes, and we're going to push on and see how many. I mean, look, it's not going to happen. We're not going to get four trophies, but we're in the running for four trophies. Yeah. So, you know, I, the, the FA Cup and the Europa are both doable. In fact, I think we're f favorites think in both competitions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, getting getting you know, I think third place is realistic. Oh, absolutely. I think I think we can figure that out. I don't think we're Newcastle catching City or you're, Arsenal. You're tied. You're, you know, you're tied. I, we're, we're not catching City or Arsenal. Yeah. And, and, unless again they have monumental breakdowns, and nothing about either of those squads says that's going to happen. They might drop some points. Yeah. But I mean, what are we? Twelve City? behind City. You're you're eleven behind City, and I don't know. Has Holland? Does he have a time frame getting back? I have in not or? heard anything See, at all. Anything They've been very that, very man. quiet about that. So like, Arsenal has extended their lead over mm -hmm. them. So I I think Arsenal. Is once again, I'm hoping that they arsenal this, but I don't uh, see it happening. Th the level they would have to arsenal to oh, man. would be epic. And which, by own. the way, Nick McDonald, you're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it would be it would be Kegan, Kevin Keegan with Newcastle levels of, of oh. tanking uh, at, at the end of a season and falling off, and I, I wow. just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, you're right. We're going to have to use some guys that don't get as much time right now. Yeah. Um, but look, Palistri is just champing at the bit to come on. Um, you know, we, we can we can platoon a few different guys. Martial is perhaps coming back at a good time in the season if he can make some contributions. He's obviously a real you know goal scoring striker versus Veghorst, who does a lot of dirty work that Martial wants no part of. So it just kind of depends on yeah. who you're playing and and how you deploy him. Yeah. Um, you know, Rashi scored again today, putting himself in a, in a really good awesome. spot. And Sabitzer, you know, picked him out with a little header. And it's still a lot of work to be done on the finish. I mean, there's, there's a lot of positives right now. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't go tinkering with things. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Was, I, I, I think Ten Hag. Don't pull Potter. Has, yeah. Don't pull Potter. I, I think Ten Hag has figured out his 12 to 14 guys that he likes using. And that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Barring injuries. We're going to see that for the rest of the year. Maybe Erickson comes back in the next couple oh, of games. Man. And, I mean, it, it would be it would be a lot to expect him to just pick right up where he left off. But 
what he was able to do to release Bruno. Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you what said Casemiro, that. What Casemiro, Erickson, and, and Bruno are yeah. is frightening to yes. the rest of the league when yes. they're on. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. See? Well, um, man, I, I think that that was amazing. That was amazing. So now we go across the pond. USA, USA, USA. So there were two games during the international break. Uh, we played in the CONCACAF Nations League. Yes. Um, I, I was surprised at the squad that was called in. I was way off with, with uh, who I thought it was going to be. It was largely European-based players instead. 7-1 um, to one away to Grenada. Um, U.S. hasn't beaten Grenada that bad since about 1982. <laughs> um, but we didn't really learn a whole lot from it. No, no, okay? no. Okay, I didn't. mean, we, we, we really should be thrashing teams like that. And that, then we turn yeah. around and play El Salvador. And who were up for it? They, yeah, they got up for that match, man. And I tell you, it was, it was from, from, a, from a spectator's point of view, it was a, I mean, it was, it was a testy and touchy match. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, yes. The, the goal we had, yay, wonderful. But there were times, man, I'm telling you, we had stuff that we could have continued to just pour on. We could have just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and guys were missing. Um, it was, it, it, it was not convincing at all. It was not convincing at all. And, and, and here's the thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be convincing because it just doesn't. I mean, automatic qualifiers, we're, we're fine. You know, it's okay. But this is for machismo, like pride. I mean, this is the type of stuff where you go in and you beat an El Salvador, even though they're up for it, you beat them 3-0, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and especially the players that we have. But I think, I think as the, you know, in much larger scale, I think as the Liverpool match for, for Man U was an anomaly, I think that we could have played a lot better than we did with El Salvador, and I think we will. Mm -hmm. I, I think we will. I think that this was an anomaly. I don't think that this is a. I, I don't think this is a glimpse into oh my God, here we go again. We're gonna you know tank. We're just not gonna be good. No, I think this was an anomaly. I think we'll be okay. Um, so let's just you know take a win and be happy about it and move on. You don't agree. Well, <laughs> one, I, I think you watch the United States play, and they are very reminiscent of Chelsea, in the sense that Ooh, they really? will they will play very very good for long periods. They will create opportunities, and there's nobody really there consistently to finish them off. And even when they do score. They're prone to some some lapses right after that. I mean, yeah. you you, yeah. you watch that Grenada match, and uh, I I don't know if it's the second or third goal, um, but Weston McKinney scored a nice goal. Yeah, and he goes full Harry Potter. Picked and, it out and, of the air, and that's that's fantastic. And uh, then he just disappeared for the next thirty seconds, and we gave up a goal. And it really came through his channel, where he should yeah, have been. Yeah, you're right. So we had switched off for a little bit, and we play Mexico next. 
If you do the exact same thing in that match, we're going to lose. So Thursday, June 15th at 10 p.m., um, I know exactly where I'm going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a late night, brother. It's going to be a real, real late night. But that's going to be a hell of a match. Um, it should be. It shout really out, should by be. the way, I'm sorry. For, uh, shout out to the uh, Lady Knights. I met an incredible young lady. Her name was Nikki today on, on our soccer team. Shout out. Nikki, hey, great to meet you today. And we were talking. She's from Mexico, Mexico. And um, she was like, you know, Professor Casey, here's the deal. That's That match is going to be one of the best matches that CONCACAF probably has seen in, 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 a, in a long while is that USA-Mexico match, and it usually is. And um, so I just know, I know where, I'm, I know where we're going to yeah. probably be. Yeah, a a absolutely. Um, you know, we have concerns Tyler Adams is going to be out uh, for the next several months. Well, yeah. he's out for the remainder of the club season. Um, Will he be back in time for a mid-June fixture? I don't know. I believe it's a hamstring tear, and he's having surgery on it. I could be wrong about that. Fact check me, and I still won't respond. I got you. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that is the case. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that will take some time to recover from. I'd be more concerned, except I think Yunus Musa could come in and uh, be, be just fine playing, you know, operating in largely the same role. Um, you know, I, I've said for a while, Tyler, Weston, Eunice, and Christian Pulisic are the real key players on this team yeah. right now. Excuse me. Um, so he's a, Tyler's a loss, but yeah, I think hamstring surgery. Yep. This yeah, I, I I think uh, we can manage without him. Um, it would obviously be better to, to have him, uh, but Eunice is just fine. Uh, and, and you know what? Maybe Tyler Adams will be back. Shall we talk about that headline, my friend? I, 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 uh, I'm totally fine with it. So ESPN uh, reporting from the Associated Press on March 29th that Jesse Marsh may be a natural fit for the vacant U.S. men's national team role. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I think Jesse Marsh is that guy that, you know, um, a lot of different people in the United States can get behind. He has that swag. He's got that braggadocious type style that, that is very U.S. Um, you know, and we're being distracted right now. Get that um, man a dollar. Get <laughs> we're talking bucks here at Chatham Chat. Yeah, yeah, there you so go. There you go. But what do you think, man? I mean, Jesse Marsh. I mean, I think yes. Uh, yes, I want Jesse Marsh in this role, man. I do. Well... I like Jesse Marsh, and, and I, I do think he could be a good fit for the U.S. men's national team. Um, but a certain Mr. Thierry Henry uh, is he back? turned down uh, the opportunity to, to be the manager of the French women's team right. for the World Cup, openly saying that he's interested in the men's national team oh. role for the United States. Now, Thierry's had a mixed management career thus far. He was basically thrown under the bus at Monaco, uh, came to the United States, uh, well, actually technically Canada. Uh, I believe he was Montreal's coach for a little bit. Okay. Um, I think they were doing okay. Um, and then COVID hit, and he really wanted to get home to see his family and things of that nature. So he hasn't managed much since. But I don't think there's any question that Thierry obviously knows the game. Does he know 
the U.S. player mindset as well as a Jesse Marsh? That's a question that needs to be asked. Is he a better tactician? Does he have a better understanding of the international game uh, than Jesse Marsh? I mean, Jesse's had success, but he's had very specific success, um, different from, from Thierry. I, I I think this is a good problem to have to have two yeah. guys of this yeah. caliber who are interested want want the, want the role um, and are obviously going to bring two completely different mindsets uh, to managing this team. I you know without being the guy that gets to interview either of them, I think I would be happy with with either of them. Well, I, 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 I like Jesse. I like Thierry Henry. Yes. Does. You know, is is Thierry Henry maybe another Jurgen Klinsmann who's going to ask something of U.S. players that he does that it's not quite really Montreal. Yeah. Um, does Jesse understand the international game and what's required in a cup competition mm. in in the same way? Man. These are these are things that you know I'd I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall uh, to hear these questions get posed. Yeah. Uh, assuming they do because who knows what u.s soccer is doing behind the scenes right now yeah. there's no discussion about it and if you listen to at least christian pulisic he'd be fine with greg berhalter remaining <laughs> in, in, in in the role right and there's right. something to be said for that cohesion i know a lot of people have their issues with greg berhalter and and i have criticisms sure but when the players themselves are like hey we want to play for are this like, guy we like playing for this guy we were building something we had a good core unit together and and you know all the Reina stuff aside, and I don't think Greg Barhalter is going to hold a grudge against Gio, Gio Reina. I, I, I don't. I, I, I would. I, I, no, the the beef was between him and Claudio and and, and the wife oh, oh, and, and no, all no, that no, stuff. No, I'm sorry, you said Gio. No, yeah, no, 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 you not know, Gio. No, I, no, no. I, I don't think no, Barhalter has any ill feelings. And and I took this a step further without knowing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. But if I were the manager of the U.S. Men's National Team, and I've got a player like Gio Reina who let's face it, was not really a part of qualifying because no. of how many injuries he had and right. only recently ha you know, had been getting, before the World Cup, had been getting good, consistent playing time and demonstrating Looks what he could do. Good at Dortmund. I'd have probably pulled him aside and said a very similar thing. You have a role to play, but you are probably not starting because I've built a team here. Yes. And yes. should he have been used more? Probably. Maybe. Probably. You know, I, I have no issue conceding that notion. But to say that Gio Reyna should have been coming in and just naturally starting all this stuff, no, he hadn't been there, folks. Right. And, and right. he is a good player. He's maybe the most talented attacking player we have. But, again, I want to see Christian Pulisic play more for Chelsea, but the Chelsea manager has to be like, dude, you got to be healthy if you want to be on the field. Right. So I think you've got very similar issues with that. I don't think Burhalter is going to hold any kind of grudge. The players have already addressed this themselves. So I think moving forward it would be fine. I think Thierry or Jesse's probably a better manager but than But you Burhalter. see three people in this. You yeah. still see Burhalter kind of I, being They've not ruled him out. Okay, okay. They, U.S. soccer has not ruled him out. Yeah. And the interview that Pulisic gave, and I think we're hearing from other guys trickling in, is that Burhalter built a team. That, right. that these right. guys understand what it is that, that you know they're supposed to be doing. And let's face it, ran into a very good Netherlands team otherwise perhaps would have continued to progress at the World Cup. The yeah. goal right now is to build on that and take advantage of the opportunity that we've got home field advantage yep. for the next World Cup and can maybe go further than any U.S. team ever has before. I love it. I love it. Excellent. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving to actually a 
pseudo new segment that we've added to the show. Um, some of you may have watched the Evan and Aaron show during COVID and things like that, and um, we just really miss it. Uh, mm -hmm. And we miss the interaction that maybe you guys might had, might have had with us. Um, and so we wanted to bring a little bit of that back um, to the show. Mm -hmm. And so during the Hey Aaron segment from now on, it's going to be more just a broad, general type of discussion, um, not just about politics, but also about culture, um, you know, life in the United States or in the world, uh, different issues that we have, right? <laughs> It's not scary. It shouldn't be a scary thing. It should be an applause. Yeah, no, no, no let's not confuse the two. Um, so here's... Fun with buttons. Yeah, here it is. Fun with buttons. Here it is. So here's the new format for the Hey Aaron segment. Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got mm -hmm. a couple questions for you. Number yes. one, I, I think it's, it's huge. It's uh, one of the biggest news pieces out there, at least for last week. Um, Iowa's guard, mm. Caitlin Clark. Yes. Um, probably, and we, we've talked, probably one of the most um, talented basketball players who happens to be a woman mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we have seen in, in generations uh, just light up the tournament, go through and, and literally drain threes from Steph Curry range. Um uh, Become known for the John Cena, you know, you can't see me type thing. Um, Angel Reese, who plays for LSU, mm -hmm. LSU and uh, Iowa met in the uh, championship game. LSU came out victorious, and in the closing seconds of that ma uh, that match, see, see what you're doing to me. Um, closing seconds of that game, uh, An Angel Reese uh, goes over to Caitlin Clark, does the thing. This is John Cena and points to her finger like, hey, we got the ring. It's the Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's, it's the Joe Burrow. It is. And smoked a cigar in the locker room. There you go. There you go. So after this, we see this incredible just media blitz of people going absolutely apeshit over this young lady. Mm -hmm. These two young ladies um, basically being competitors mm -hmm. in, you know, in the in the Thunderdome and in in. I want to get your, your hot take on that. Mm -hmm. What are the, I think we all know, but what are the layers that you see with this? And, and what is the just simple, honest explanation that you see for this exchange? Well, first off, shout out to all the teams in, in Women's yes. March Madness. Uh, honestly, Lady Buckeyes. Every bit as entertaining, record-breaking crowds, record-breaking viewership, uh, and just at wonderful competitors, wonderful competitors, and, and if you tuned in, that's what you saw. Yeah. And, you, and you didn't say to yourself, this is women's basketball. You said this is basketball it's being best. played at a very, very high level. So mad, mad props uh, to all these young ladies for yeah. everything they accomplished. Yeah. To this specific point, um, you know, it's not the first time we've seen it, and it's probably not the last time we're going to see it. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we've, we've had, uh, you know, in, in any time, um, well, I, I think what we have here is a double-double standard. Oh. Um, there is a double standard for how male athletes are treated and what they're allowed to get away with and, and how they are allowed to compete. Uh, and, uh, you know, women are not afforded the same sort of uh, room. 
to express themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a double standard between, uh, you know, black athletes and white athletes. Uh, you know, a white athlete does something. He's expressing himself. A black athlete is a thug. Yeah. He, yeah. He's ghetto. Yep. Um, and and it, it's very it's very lazy, thinly veiled, um, you know, terminology. And I think that the layers here are you have a double you have these double standards and, and what you have at the end of the day is a black female athlete expressing herself in pretty much the identical way that Caitlin Clark did. Mm -hmm. um, and you know garners a, a lot of criticism um, that really just seems unwarranted. And and there, there's a way to have a criticism if you think somebody behaves uh, inappropriately without adding this stuff. You, right. If you think what Angel Reese did uh, was unsportsmanlike, then say, I think it's unsportsmanlike. There's no reason to sort of chuck in these not-so-thinly-veiled right. racial terms right. to describe her behavior. Yes. You if know? she's going to be an asshole, then okay, just call her out for that. Exactly. And the reality is, is that... Um, you know, we, we saw it with Serena Williams and, and things mm. she did that were that were inappropriate. You don't tell somebody you're going to shove a tennis ball down their throat. Right. But that doesn't make Serena hood. Thuggish behavior. It makes Serena an asshole on a tennis court. In she, the same way John McEnroe and Jamie Connors and all these guys were. Right. And, and I think what you said before is so poignant. And I'm, I'm just going to – I'm giving you total credit for it because you said – you said that there's a difference between calling out someone's assholeish behavior and calling someone an asshole. Yes. It's like, you know what? You behaved like an asshole at this point in time. That doesn't mean that you're that doesn't that's not a character, you know, assassination on you. That's calling out what you did in that moment, which I think yes. that's what this demanded. Mhm. Mm well, it it illustrates that Female athletes just are not given the same space to yeah. to be uh, competitive in the heat of battle. Yeah. And, and you know, if if this would have happened, you know, at the end of a NBA game, you know, if if, oh. if James Harden did this to LeBron James, we might not even be having this discussion. No, not at all. And by the way, it is, in my opinion, and I think in yours, it's not assholeish behavior. No. This is competition. Yeah. This is what sports. Is I mean, mm -hmm. please talk about what you were talking about, like Magic and Bird, because you had brought that up. Now I, I thought that was brilliant. Well, you know, these are supreme competitors, and folks, Caitlin Clark is probably going to be one of the greatest women's professional basketball players of all time. She's already one of the greatest women's college basketball players of all time. Yeah. She's going to go do this in the WNBA. Oh, yeah. And, and and you can hate on the WNBA all you want and have conversations about, oh, how they're subsidized, blah, 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 blah. The end of the day is she's a competitor and plays this way. Yeah. And she did it She did it first, and every, everybody was totally fine with her with her doing that. John mm -hmm. Cena gave oh, her props on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, tweeted it. Yeah, it's like, hey. um, What I do want to say is shout out to Caitlin Clark, who when asked yes. about this whole thing was like, Angel Reese has nothing to apologize for. We are competitors. She won. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, you get to eat the cake. Yep. And Caitlin would have done the same oh my God. damn thing, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. If Angel Reese, if they were up by three, Angel Reese did that with like 10 seconds left, 
Caitlin Clark comes down, nails a three, gets fouled. Oh, she'd have walked right back oh, up to her. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would have been the greatest thing of all time. It, it would. It would, and I, I think it illustrates a lot of the subtextual, systemic issues we have in this country about how we talk about female athletes, black athletes, and black female athletes. Yeah. And we need to do better. It doesn't make you a bad person. It, it makes you lazy yeah. to do this, in my opinion. It makes you very, very lazy to just rely on these types of tropes instead of actually yeah. having this conversation. Which leads me to my second piece of news that I wanted to run by you. There was a Memphis player. Um, Bowling, Bowling Green uh, was playing Memphis. Uh, this was March 23rd or March 25th. And... Um, Memphis's uh, Jamira shoots during the you know the congratulation lines and stuff like that. Um, the Falcons beat the Tigers 73 uh, to 60 in a round of 16 game in the NIT. Um, as Jamira shoots went by Bowling Green's Alyssa Brett, uh, words were exchanged. Shoots punches Brett in the face. So this should be a you know hey she's. That, that was an asshole move. That yes. was a dick move. Why'd you do that? This young lady um, is is being... Here are the things that are being said about her. Um, that her behavior was thuggish. That she was hood. Mm -hmm. That she acted in a, you know, just like she is, a ghetto, in a ghetto type way. Thug, hood, ghetto. Those are all trigger words mm -hmm. why can't she just Aaron why can't she just be an asshole why can't why can't we just categorize her ass because contrary to what Angel Reese did that's an asshole move yeah that deserves to be punished right there mm -hmm. but why can't it just stop at that what the heck is going on man well I I, I wish it could just stop at that and and, and, it, and it should it you know it, it should be pointed out Player A acted like an asshole to player B, yeah. and that's really the end of it. Um, I, I, I don't think people consciously set out to this. Some may. You know, if Tucker Carlson were a you know, sports journalist, <laughs> he'd probably go to Thank great lengths uh, to do this. But again, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's learned behavior. Um, it's easy to do. I, I, and, I and love and that. And it's just, man, it's, it's just, easy. it's just lazy. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's just too easy to write. Oh, she behaved this way. And you know what? I, I think back to the early '80s when fights in the NBA were. Oh my gosh! Not, not quite, not quite hockey level. Like going to happen every game. Ooh, I don't know, Bill and Beer, man. But the <laughs> Celtics and the, and the Pistons Ooh. were going to get into it. I don't recall anybody going, man. Larry Bird's such a punk ass hick, and all he knows how to do is fight. Oh. Bill Ambeer's a Bill a, Bill Ambeer's white trash yeah. because he wants to throw a punch in the game. Right. No, these these are spirited competitors, and look how much they care about winning yeah. the game. Yeah. And then the exact same thing happens, and uh, what Kermit Washington basically ends Rudy Tomjanovich's career. <laughs> and I'm sure he was described as a thug. Oh and, yeah. And sucker punching. Yeah. And given the time period, probably worse. Absolutely. So I, I think 
think it's a, an easy way to what we would say now is getting clicks. It's very easy to be like, mm, well, yes. she behaved like a thug, and you're going to get an awful lot yeah. of fucking jacked up wannabe alpha male white boys wearing their wraparound, oh. you know, uh, afflicted t-shirts, blue blockers. You know, yeah, yeah. Because they don't want to think about it. They don't want to think about the fact that they couldn't compete at that level. That's a great. They don't want to think about the fact that their heroes engage in some of this behavior. They need to. They need to create an extra layer, a, a yeah. distinction, yeah. right? Yeah. Larry was just fighting for his teammates. Mm, wow. I, I. I. I just think. I think it's learned, lazy, easy, and we don't hold people accountable enough. Yeah. You yeah. know. I mean, we, we're we're having a larger discussion in this country about holding a criminal accountable mm. for, for engaging in criminal shit. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't matter whether you voted for him. Right. It shouldn't matter whether you like him or not. Nope. It should matter that we have a rule of law in this country. Yes. And we follow it, and we say, if there's evidence, we'll put you in front of a jury, right. and the jury will hear that evidence, and if there's enough... You you are convicted? Yeah. If there's not enough, you go free instead of just picking sides. Well, he's my guy, so right. he clearly didn't do anything, and this is a witch hunt. Yeah. It's the same kind of shit, and we need to start holding people's feet to the fire a bit more to it, and uh, I just, I'm, I'm disappointed that that's where we are. Man. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the... Brand new revamped Hey Aaron segment. Listen, uh, dude, I needed this. I swear I needed this. It's been a long week already, uh, but man, I, I just love being here with you, brother. Thank you so much for everything. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. But before we go, we have Aaron's last thoughts. Final thoughts. Aaron, what are you going to send us out with, my friend, tonight? To make us feel better about ourselves. You know what? My final <laughs> thoughts are uh, a continuation of what I was just saying, and, and that is, you know, I think a lot of people are frustrated when they look around and, and they, they see people in power never be held responsible mm. for harming us, for harming what we care about as the ideals of this nation. Yeah. And again, I don't care if it's my guy or your guy or a third guy or whoever. If you fuck up and transgress, then you deserve to be held accountable for exactly. it. Exactly. And we need to... We all need to share in that. We, we all need to say, yes. this is something I care about, and therefore, no matter who it is, we are going to run it down. Yeah. And failure to do that and having failed to do it for so long is why we're at this point in time Man. right now in this country. And until we can collectively say that this is the right way to go about things, that no one's above the law, Yep. But th this whole... Oh, if it can happen to him, it can happen to you. Yeah. Yes, if you too violate campaign finance law, you can probably <laughs> you can go, to go to jail for it. <laughs> if you try to disrupt a fair election in the state of Georgia, you deserve to be held responsible yes, for it. Absolutely. I don't care. 
Yeah. If, if Joe would have done it, I don't care. No. If Hillary would have done it, I don't right. care. But until we get back to these supposed values that people puff their chests out and beat on their stomach about, until we say this matters for all of us, then it doesn't matter for any of us. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Hit that outro. My brother, Mike Drop. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. The Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat. We love you all, and we are just past the one-hour mark. Dang it. Oh, the 1994 94 World Cup shirt and jacket, ladies and gentlemen, right there. I mean, that's a taste of nostalgia that you didn't think you were going to get tonight. So, guys, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on all of the webs, all the all the webs, all the things. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in. Chatham Tap Fisher Saturday, 9.30 with breakfast. Hashtag. Sunday, 11 o'clock with the new seasonal menu. Hashtag Evan and Aaron show, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, love you all. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. See you, Peace. folks.